What up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Another episode, I think it's 55. Um, it's Everett alongside Kyle. Painter's here. Moise will be joining us shortly. Uh, and we got another episode, and we really appreciate you coming back to join us. But uh, Kyle, what's up, man? What's new? Uh, nothing much. I've just, just grinding it out. New year, new grind. Same grind. New year, same grind. New year, same grind. And you just finished another D1 mask. I saw, what, two weeks ago for Mercyhurst? Uh, maybe, I don't know. The, the Instagram's a little behind. So I, I think I have like 20 helmets to post from, okay. uh, from, from stuff that was done in, uh, like December, but yeah, that's a lot of D one schools, man. Your D one numbers are up. Yeah. Yeah. D one numbers are up and our, our pro hockey numbers are up. So yeah, you got one I for think... Parento that Fort Wayne, the Fort Wayne, uh, I saw how you did like the cage. Oh, underlay looked pretty sick yeah it looked uh it's pretty pretty sweet so i'm pumped with it and then i i don't i did i send you guys my finished one i just finished mine like last week no so, no okay I'll, I'll put it in the group but it it came out pretty sweet so i'm happy with it switched up from the star wars so is it in the room there with you or is it in the no, locker it's, it's in the garage but okay no big deal um yeah how's uh you've been skating with tampa at all uh they've been on the road f- for like two weeks so i haven't done anything they just got back in town yesterday they skated this morning i didn't skate and so kind of so, kind of haven't done any any exercise in the last like two weeks so <laughs> that's gonna be my follow-up or part two to yeah. this question is uh have you been staying in shape getting ready to go for the next time they call <laughs> no so like i i usually like to skate other days of the week and there's it's january so this is the time all the the youth tournaments like your kids come down here and eat up all our ice time so like suck it yeah there's been no ice time for like they they literally just put our leagues on hold they're like okay guys um <laughs> this is prime time to sell sell ice so you guys are having a three-week buy of uh of men's league so yeah unless you guys want to pay four hundred dollars an hour for a sheet uh well no we pay that anyways that's oh. that's florida <laughs> rates so that's insane yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, thankfully goalies are are free at almost everything, but like the uh, the Sunday skate that it's actually pretty decent. It's it's up to thirty five dollars a person now. Holy! For, Whoa! For, yeah, dude, one skate. That's brutal. Like drop Crazy. in here. I mean, I don't know and I don't go, but last time I checked, that was like ten bucks for players. That's, well, I mean, it, but that's a better still, skate, right? Probably still is up up north, but like down here, I mean, that's that's what they charge for ice now, and and that's divided by, I think they do, it's it's something stupid. Like I want to say it might be like fifteen guys each side, so thirty guys are are splitting it up. Yeah. So you're saying it's over nine hundred bucks for the sheet? It's. I'll have to check on. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's at least at minimum, at minimum, it's two forward lines and two D lines on each side, which would be, I guess, 10 on each side. So you call it 14. Yeah. 10 10 on each side. Um, So let's call it 20. So that's like 600, over 600. Yeah. Yeah, that seems more reasonable because I thought a thousand bucks for an hour. I just well, right, pick but up, no, but pick still, that's 30, 30, 35 times twenty guys. That's, that's still seven hundred dollars. It's a lot of fucking dough, man. Know, man. Still seems still seems a little little high, but well, who's who's to not say that somebody who's collecting the funds isn't padding his pocket at the same time for being the organizer? Finder's fee, you know? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, actually, I do have a good question for you related to hockey. Kyle, you may or may not know. Uh, how long are your periods, and are they stop time or run time? Oh, I know. I, I have them memorized because because it's such. That's the biggest difference going from like, geez, painter. What are you? Are you in a spaceship or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw that on mute real quick. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're they're uh, twelve minute stop time unless uh i think it's like three goal differential then it's run time that's it maybe it's five goal differential i don't know but it's beer league so like three to five goals comes pretty easy like we get run time quite a bit in in our games um Um, not a big deal 
No, no, but on both ends. Sometimes oh. we're down by five. <laughs> That's just how it goes. So last night, or we had a, a game and like a bunch of people's parents are in town. So Hannah came, a bunch of girlfriends came out, which is like, you know, not usual. Like we usually have zero people watching a men's league game, but we had like yeah. probably a good 15 fans in the stands. Oh, it's a sold out yeah. crowd. <laughs> and, um, but anyways, everyone's watching and like, man, just like, I think we go up like three, nothing. Then we're down four, three. Then we go up like seven to four. And then like, it comes down to the last couple of minutes. It ends up being like seven, six, and then an empty net or eight, six. But it's just like, it's not like there's no defense in the game. It's just like, you know, we might go on a run for three, they get five. Then it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Ping well, pong. the best is like you, you get a line rush coming down. And it's like a three on one. And if you peek past to everybody, the guys in your team are just standing up watching like, oh, I guess we'll see yeah. how this plays out. I'm not fucking <laughs> yeah. moving. So good luck. Um, yeah. But uh, Tuesday night I played in a game and with the league team that I help out with, they run 315 stop. That's long. And <clears throat> again, I'm going to reiterate this. I'm helping out with some friends that have the league team where it's them that they got asked to help out to fill out the team but there's a handful of guys that sign up that like don't have a team. You know what I mean? And we're playing in an A-League, and the guys we play against, one, go so hard the whole time. Like, they know they're going to wax us, but they go so hard from stop, start to stop, from beginning to end. They're going fucking game seven, and it's so annoying. But two, they've all played together for a long time, so like these guys are good, and they know yeah. exactly what they're doing to the point where like every time we were playing and they'd get in the zone – they could drop four guys like inside the dots and just fucking cycle the puck around me to the point where like I'm gassed just trying to skate. But <clears throat> anyways, the only thing I wanted to ask was like, or the reason I asked is uh, we got what I thought was like the period was over after seeing like 30 shots in the first and I'm like ready to throw up after eating dinner. I look up at the clock and there's still seven minutes. I'm like, there's yeah. no fucking way I'm getting through a whole game. Yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm dead How now. Many- how many guys do they carry then? The other team? Or yeah, like I mean that's I mean that's got to be an hour and a half game, right? It takes forever. Yes. Be- be- because our our 3 12 minute run times eats up the the full hour sheet. Yeah. So if you're doing 15 or we do somewhat stop, but if you're doing 15 stop clock plus your warm-ups plus your intermission breaks like that's easily an hour and a half of It takes of ice forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, do you carry like what, two or three lines then? We're lucky if we put together like eight to nine guys. Okay. Because that's what, yeah, we're a league team, but the the other teams, the other teams roll with like, you call it maybe 12 to 14 guys. So they have a couple extra and like none of them are tired and they're just fucking rolling the whole time. I'm just sucking for air, trying to throw, throw up chunks all over the ice. So yeah, it's, uh. Those long periods are definitely tough. Um, But no, what's uh, anything else new with the lightning? Not really. I mean, Gasparilla is coming up, so that should be fun. Um, Just 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 living life down here. But I did want to bring up uh, a a point from uh, previous conversations regarding GGSU. Oh, Um, fire me up. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we talk about like, we'll just call it fake news. Like they just post the dumbest stuff on there. And then obviously, hopefully our followers follow the Instagram account. Painter's been killing it with the memes. And, um, (laughs) but people don't know their memes, I guess. So like, (laughs) so, so people have been, (laughs) somebody screenshotted our, our Evan Moyes for Hobie post. And then put it in the in the group with like zero, like zero clue that it was a meme. Yeah. And like, but people are like liking it and stuff. And there were some serious comments on it too. So I, like, I'm just like, dude, like these people, I mean, Moiser hasn't played there in four years. The gear's like, I, I don't know, but I guess people are just like, oh, no way. This kid has cool gear. He's up for Hobie. I'm going to vote for this kid. It's like, that's just GGSU, man. I don't know. You know what else was G is GGSU is argue like I 
I don't go on there at all because I get fired up about stuff. But Scotty brought up something, so I went to go check it, and then I'm looking through the comments, and somebody put posted, I think it was about Campbell's glove because he had a malfunction with a different brand and blah, blah, blah. It's just bad luck for him. But uh, he was talking about the T-tops and how they fold in, and this guy said, he's like, if you beef up the T-tops, it won't make it harder to close. And when you beef yeah. up a T-top, what does that mean? It means you've added plastic, you've added carbon, you've added leather, you've added material at the T-top. And if you put more material in there, it's harder to squeeze. So, yes, it it, it takes longer to break and it's harder to close. Like, and But this was a person who worked at a store who thinks they know everything. And I give a lot of credit to store guys. It's hard to know everything about every brand. But that's one of those common sense things. If I create more attention on my door, yeah, if you, you know, if you hinge, beef up a glove, it's, uh, it's, it's harder to close. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I got, I was like, I got red in the face. I put it like, not a smart ass comment. I just said what was true. And then he asked about other stuff and I just didn't respond, but yeah, it's fucking congrats to Evan Moyes. I'm getting nominated for yeah. the Hobie. We're excited for you, buddy. And we're pulling through fresh out of the yeah. shower Moyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you think I'm retired, but apparently I'm not. And I was fa- I was fantastic two weekends ago in Michigan. Um, no, how are you boys doing? Sorry, a little late. Oh, right. we were just talking about you and how great you are. You've been this year. Yeah, yeah Kyle, did you see that that uh, on my face? Well, you're not on Facebook too much, but I shared the post on Facebook to my like page or my like personal account, and one of the local like high end uh power skating coaches Kim Muir commented on it. I saw him two weeks ago at Michigan. He was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's my guy. That was him. Oh, he's so he's cool. on a fucking heater this year. Yeah. Get out and it, was, it wasn't Moyes. it wasn't Jacob Dobish, the Montreal it's, Canadians. But it's uh, so funny like pick from two years no one ago, no one me. will admit no one will admit that like they're wrong or like don't have a clue. They just like hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, like, well, I could I could see why she maybe uh, I think Dobie I think Dobie is actually a, a Hobie nominee maybe, but I could I could see I could see why like I mean you, right. whoever made that graphic you did a pretty good job, and if you weren't like up to date, and I mean in her defense she probably only watches Michigan and like knows Michigan guys, so when she when she saw an Ohio State goalie get posted and she watched Ohio State, she probably just automatically thought oh. That goalie that was nasty against Michigan, that's the same that's the same guy. Yeah. They're probably like, who would who would take this much time out of their day to make a fake like graphic <laughs> like that too? There's so. no way anybody would ever put lies on the internet. Yeah. Who would ever yeah. do that? No. It's ridiculous. But back back on the, the Facebook train for for a second. I did have uh, a few things that I sold through GGSU and then a few things I went on Facebook marketplace that might be the dumbest collective group of people on the planet. People who use like Facebook marketplace. I've gotten 30 DMS saying like, is this available? Oh, and then it's like, always, is this, is this available? Well, that's because yes that's, that's, that's the thing you, that's the thing you select. Like you can just put, you can just push I, that. And it's, I know dude, but then like you. I'll respond. I'll be like, yes. And then either they don't respond or they'll offer me like, $300 less than I put the item up for. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take that. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's almost like people go on there for fun and just try to insult anyone who's selling something. Well, that was my favorite thing. I my I got my Tacoma on Facebook Marketplace. I have it on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. But I think my favorite offer I've got so far was, was a trade for like a 2015 Mustang. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why would I want a 2015 Mustang? in trade of a Tacoma. I, I don't know. And it probably has like 150,000 miles. Oh, and it. it's just, it's like yeah. clapped out too. Like, it's like, you can and just, like, you can mint. just like look at it. Like there are dings everywhere on it. And got like, I don't know, just random aftermarket shit. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that's literally probably the last car I'd want <laughs> if I had a choice. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Facebook marketplace is like the wild fucking West and you never know what kind of mutants you're going to get on there or what kind of people yeah. you're going to meet either. Oh, but. that yeah. The best, the best was when I was in Evansville, Brian billet put, uh, put, he had like two set because warriors, like the 
SP sponsor and like no yeah. one wore it. So whenever SP guy wanted warrior stuff, they just like, Oh yeah, here you go. So he got like two sets of warrior stuff and uh, he put like some of it just on Evansville marketplace and it all sold because like all the, all the fans, they yeah, wanted all team like gear. the Thunderbolts fans were like buying this stuff up because he, I mean, he was like the guy there. So yeah, they all loved it, but no, it was funny. He's sweating these gloves. Are you kidding me? Um, actually, uh, what's the guy's name that was punching the wall that you played with Moiser? Howie. Howie. Uh, shout out Ryan Kelsey out in uh, San Diego Gulls, uh, equipment guy there. They have Howie. And they yeah. said when they got Howie, like if you look at the transactions, he was kind of like a recent signing within the last couple of months. He's like their whole room changed. He's like when our fucking guys go out on the ice now, they feel like they're fucking eight feet tall because he's there with them. Oh, it's, that's dude. That's how it is in Cleveland with Galan. Yep. Like, and I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer he's going to go, but I mean, he is him. him. Like I was talking to Howie the one day, Howie's dream fight is, is Galan. Like that's like, really? his goal. he wants to fight Galan one day. And I don't think, I don't think it'll ever happen because I think San Diego's in a different, uh, like they don't ever play Cleveland, but I'd yeah. fucking love to see that. I'd, I'd be front row if I had the opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh like Howie that Howie guy's all time. So um but yeah, you guys got anything else? I'm a great graphic designer, apparently. Chicken yeah. Pete thinking Hobie Baker nominations are real. Yeah, I mean Evan's up for it, so hop on uh hop online and make sure Evan Moyes gets your votes. Make sure you use hashtag Moyes for Hobie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, oh, I need the invite. Well, uh... I'll throw out uh, I'll throw out two two quick things. Um, okay. One is a quick plug for uh, Hockey Foundation that oh. uh, I'm a part of that we just had our, our big event this weekend. And uh, they actually do like really good, really good stuff in the community. Um, I don't I don't contribute much other than like, you know, trying to help out at, at clinics and stuff. But they do have a scholarship foundation. That provides uh, a kid like people can apply online and they they help uh, kids who can't afford hockey play hockey at any level from mites to to high school. So they is that Tampa stuff. Tampa focused or nope all all over. So um the our our like the headquarters are out of Tampa, but the sponsored kids are out of out of anywhere. Anyone who applies and. And, and there's multiple. It's not just like one kid every year. I think there's, I think there's like 20 kids that get sponsored every year. So it's, it's definitely uh, a, a really good program. What's it um, called? So it's, it's Richie hockey foundation. Um, you can check them out online. And, and even if you donate 50 bucks or something, it's, it's going towards, you know, kids who can't afford hockey. So it's, it's legit. So the website for the listeners, it is Richie hockey foundation.org. And Richie is spelt R I T C H I E hockeyfoundation.org. Um, and it looks like, yeah, you can, uh, donate. There's a lot of different ways to donate. So definitely go check that out. And I did see oh, yeah. you, you ran like a goalie clinic or something for them, right? Yeah. So we did, um, this, so it's actually, it's actually uh goalie. They sponsor players too, but there's a, the, the, guy who who passed was jason ritchie he was a goaltender so like there's definitely kind of a sweet spot for for goalies too in terms of maybe getting a little leg up on receiving some uh especially well, because that the equipment is so expensive yep um but yeah so the the clinic we did was a goalie specific clinic and uh it's it's all free like uh it's part of also what the foundation does is try to provide clinics in in areas that don't really have access to that to kids who can't afford it so it was a good time you guys want to see the fastest goalie on ice real quick no we're not going to share that oh, yeah, I, we I already know look, what video look you how found. fast this guy looks oh i haven't Speed. seen this you were look you were like supersonic you're so fast what is this one on it's on the website you're in the gallery oh look at the flex with the hoodie too <laughs> yeah i should i should post these looks gross it's good stuff yeah everyone uh also just staying on topic um make sure that you use uh the code moise 15 on new jack's website for a 15 percent off discount from new jack's airbrushing 
yeah and it does the, that does work yeah oh yeah for sure the other thing i wanted to to say is we we used uh easy crease at the clinic so that's why i was it was on my mind because i was like oh easy crease sponsor the pod how uh how easy was it to make creases for all those kids oh i think we we put up four creases in about 30 seconds total literally just zip 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 like a pit stop it's in the name Uh, yeah (laughs) it's in the name it was easy crease um perfect segue uh today's guest it's going to be neil conway stick around uh he's an inventor of multiple things he's even got things on the go that i think are uh classified as of right now uh but he's always working on something current goalie coach for the youngstown phantoms and uh owner and uh ceo of uh you know conway hockey so uh stay tuned for that be sure to check out new episodes every wednesday subscribe like follow the podcast uh support us um send kyle dms on your dream paint jobs and all that kind of stuff yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Moys, moiser 15 Mo- moiser 15 make sure you go to ggsu and post about us and talk about uh evan's run for hobie this year and yeah we'll we'll see you guys soon ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we're back for another episode and boy oh boy do we have a good one for you all the way out of concord ohio he's six foot and one inches he's a very handsome 35 years old He's currently a scout and goaltending coach for the Youngstown Phantoms. And he's the owner of uh, Conway Goaltending, if you ever heard of it. And the creator of one of the most innovative products that youth hockey, uh, excuse me, hockey has ever seen called the Easy Crease. Folks, it's Neil Conway. Neil, how are you? Great. Happy to be here, Ev. You don't have to lie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty excited. You gave me a pretty big intro there. I don't know if uh, I'm that big a deal, but you made it sound pretty exciting so hopefully the uh the listeners here are uh excited well oh, yeah. it it sounds a lot cooler when i go to actually finish the audio and then i put music over it like thunderstruck or something like that <laughs> that adds a lot right now it's just kind of dead air so it falls a little flat but uh the edited version's a little bit cooler oh i forgot to mention too well we'll get into that um but neil uh we appreciate you i got a first off saying by being our first and only sponsor for the pod yeah. um easy crease powering what we do and how well, we do things yeah. other than espn but yeah 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 <laughs> proud sponsor oh yeah. yeah yeah you're definitely uh you're up there with the espn sponsorship that we have that's just completely crushed and uh clearly we have just incredible resources thanks to espn so right. um but neil uh you're currently with youngstown i mean i learned a lot today i didn't realize you had four years in the the ohl with Owen sound and then, uh, Oshawa, right. Um, yeah. just a fucking dominant kid out of Cleveland representing and you, you <laughs> paved the way for guys like Moiser, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's one way to put it. I think there was plenty of, uh, good players before me, you know, Cleveland does not get the, uh, love or recognition Detroit does when it comes to hockey. But I, I think we, we, we hold our own. We do all right. We're caught between Pittsburgh and Detroit who are, uh, you know, obviously two of the most historic, u.s hockey franchises so we don't have an nhl team but yeah we've had a lot of good guys come out of here so we uh we have our hockey pride without i mean besides the barons because i know that's the triple a team like what other major triple a organizations come from cleveland to be honest you know the barons are the triple a organization in the city there's uh always been um you know the double a triple a you know, kind of second uh, level teams, you know, there's, there's always been a bunch. There was a Cleveland junior Jacks for a while. There was uh, there's right now there's Ohio prospects. Um, there was a Cleveland warriors, Moise, you know them well, the old uh, oh. Cleveland warriors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I might be missing a few, but yeah, Barons are, you know, and have been kind of the main team in Cleveland for probably over 20 years. And then at the 18U and girls, you know, boys and girls, 18U and 16U, they have Gilmore, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of it for Cleveland. There's one, one show in town kind of. Well, I mean, it might seem like a bad thing compared to what other, some other cities like Detroit or Pittsburgh might have where you have a thousand, uh, different programs. Right. But the problem as you know, as a goalie coach and, you know, all of us know is when you have a thousand, the pool and the kids that get into those, you know, to fill those teams starts to drop the level of water a little bit. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, it's not a bad sit- situation. Um, I did want to jump into because you know we I see this now today with the kids I deal with, but uh, you had the three years in Owen Sound and you jumped into the OHL to start there. What uh, what was that like for that process? I mean, being a U.S. kid and now you know being part of USA Hockey, you look back and going to the OHL route. What uh, what kind of led you there rather than looking at staying here, possibly like NAL USHL college that route? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's always a lot of, you know, factors that go into a decision like that. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me was that I actually played my OHL draft year. So 10th grade, sophomore year in high school, I played tier two in the OJHL for the Stouffville spirit. And I think just living in the greater Toronto area, being around, you know, OHL players and other kids that were going to the O and just kind of getting exposed to a lot was significant. Um, in Cleveland, you know, it's not like being from Columbus. If you're from Columbus or anywhere in Boston, it's like you got, you know, NCAA right in your backyard. Yep. Uh, you know, in Cleveland, there's no Division One hockey teams, right? So I think just in terms of, you know, when you're a little kid, like growing up, it's like I'm sure every little kid in Boston grows up thinking, oh, I want to play for BU or BC. Um, or Harvard or <laughs> – Yeah, or Harvard or whatever else there is up there, right? Like there's – Insert beanpot team here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't grow up in Toronto, but I'll say growing up in Cleveland, you know, a big part of what I do now with Conway goaltending, you know, and offering goalie schools to the Cleveland area, when I grew up there was no goalie schools in Cleveland. I'm sure Moisey knows that. There, there was, um, you know, maybe at camp that would pop in, but – I would go spend my summers up in uh, Toronto for several weeks at a time training and living up there. So I was just kind of always exposed to it. Um, And I just think, I think that's a big part of it. When I I just know when kids grow up in Ontario, they're like, I want to play in the OHL, you know, kids that grow up in Boston are like, I want to play, you know, college hockey. When you grow up in Cleveland, you're, you're a little bit in no man's land. So I think those contributing factors, you know, combined to me being like, yeah, like I want to go, go to the OHL. Yeah, I mean that we had Joe Ranger on not not too long ago, and that's exactly what he said. He's like the OHL was the, if you get called and your name gets picked, like there's no doubt in your mind you're you're going because it's just as cool as you know like that's your next stop to the show for a lot of kids that don't get to go make it there. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. I did want to ask though, like the mental side of I know after three years in Owen Sound, the next year you do uh, you ended up in Green Bay with the Gamblers in the USHL, but after that you know, your last year junior hockey ended up back in Oshawa, I guess mentally kind of where was your head at? If you, uh, if you want to get into it, where, you know, you kind of, you make a jump from the OHL and you sidestep into the USHL coming back to us. Did you think, Oh, well, like, I guess this is where I'm going to go do my next two years. Or was the whole time, like, I got to get back to the OHL. Where were you at? Yeah. So, um, my time in Owen sound was pretty tough. You know, I was a a 16 year old going into the league and my first, my first season went pretty well. And then after that, uh, I did not have a lot of success, which was pretty tough. And then what happened was our, our entire, uh, staff turned over, you know, the coach, the GM, uh, like everyone changed. So then the, the new, you know, whatever, uh, regime came in and they did not have a spot for me. Um, so my biggest concern at that time was playing and green Bay was kind of calling and they, they, they had a, you know, uh, an aggressive attitude where they're like, Hey, like just come in here and you're going to play a ton of games. And that was what I kind of needed in my career at that time. And it was, it was a good time for me. Our team uh, wasn't very good. We were like dead last place, but uh, <laughs> I got, I, I saw a lot of pucks. I, I got, you know, multiple starts like in a row on a regular basis, which was really important for me after the last couple of years in Owen sound had been really spotty. And I think for me, you know, not everybody knows this, but being an overage player in the OHL is pretty tough, especially an overage yeah. goalie. There's only three spots. Um, and I think in my own, you know, personal career, it was uh, meaningful for me to try to get back into the league and kind of finish on a strong note. And uh, luckily uh, Oshawa gave me that opportunity and uh, I went in there and, um, you know, there's always a lot to the story, but long story short, I, I had a really strong season. Uh, that was actually the year we traded to, so Taveras and, uh, Delzato were on our team. No so way. yeah. So going into Christmas and going into the world junior tournament, we were like third place in the conference. So we were like doing fine and we were going to be a playoff team. And then I think a lot of people know, uh, right after Christmas, after world junior, we traded Tavares and Delzato to London 
And, uh, you know, we did not, we went from third to ninth. <laughs> so we did not make playoffs. Yeah. The Hunter, the Hunter brothers pockets took over. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. The, Hunter, <laughs> the Hunters uh, swooped in and uh, completely decimated our roster. Um, the, I guess the follow-up there is like, I've seen it recently where kids have played a couple of years in the uh, major junior. Cause I've seen it coming from the Q too. Uh, so CHL, OHL, the Q dub. And then after a couple of years, they have to make a move where like they might drop into a league like the North American or the USHL. And at that point, I know for kids, like you don't have a look at college. So I know from dealing with like Tyler Johnson and stuff, it can look kind of disparaging. Like now I'm here. What do I do? Did you have that kind of mindset where like, shit, this is this is the end of the road? Or did you find a way to like, I'm going to use this as a platform to keep going because I'm going back to the OHL no matter what happens? Yeah. You know, I think one thing that happens for American kids and, and I think uh, I think this has changed. It's a cultural attitude that has changed. But I was always uh, very well aware that like going to Canadian university is a great option. And I think for some reason, I don't know if it's like, if it was like a fear tactic. But when I was growing up, um, if you were get, so, you know, you already kind of alluded to it earlier. But as a, an American kid going to the OHL, a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. And there was this attitude of, you know, uh, you're going <laughs> to basically end up on the streets the rest of your life. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what. Yeah. Right. And they were like, oh, I'm like, well, I get, you know, you go to the OHL. I'm like, you get the school package. Like as soon as I play one game, I get four years of school paid for. And they're like, that's clown college. <laughs> and, you know, if you ever look like, you know, Canada is not a third world country. Their universities <laughs> are right on par with ours. And you know, it's just like this whole attitude of like, well, you can't do that. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like they're world renowned universities. It's the exact same system as we have here. And I think we all know as you get older in life, like I know plenty of idiots with a college degree and I, and I know, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I know plenty of people who are tremendously successful and really, really smart people that did not get a college degree. It's just kind of like, well, that's whatever, that's life, you know, just how uh, people operate and, and find their path in life. But um, sorry, what was the beginning of your question? I, I, I kind of went off a tangent there. Well, it was just more or less like oh, how was it? Yeah, mentally sorry. you felt going into it because it's like, this is the drop, right? And I got to get back yeah. because other than that, you know, you're kind of stuck. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry. So the, the point of the question, and I, I'll say, um, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not a lot. I was always kind of quite open to Canadian u- university hockey. Um, and it's not very well known, but when you go there, it's, it's really competitive. It's really fun. All it is, is XOHL guys. Yeah. Um, so the level is extremely high. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like if, you know, uh, our roster, like if you went down our entire roster, it was like, every guy was like 30 goal scorer, OHL captain, 30 goal scorer, you know, like just NHL picks that didn't get contracts. Right. Like, so, um, no, it was really competitive. And then obviously after that, I had a great opportunity to go play, uh, in Europe in the East coast league for a couple of years. And I, I felt like when I went there, I got better. I had a great experience. I got my degree. It was, it was a lot of fun, you know? Well, not only that, but you ended up being, uh, the, you know, a CIS champ 0910. you were all rookie, everything. And then you still stood out, you know, the year after 10, 11. So it's not like you went there and hockey was over. You had a great experience and then you still turned pro out of that. So, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I, I, I had plenty of opportunities to, you know, move on and I had a great experience and it was, it was awesome. You know, not, a, not as many guys as the NCAA, but there are guys that go from CIS hockey to the NHL and Derek Ryan's one of them now who's played in the league quite a long time. Uh, Logan Thompson, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a really competitive league, right? It's and I had a great experience there. Well, that, and not only I, uh, one of our reps from out West, like he played in the dub, then he went to CIS or U sports played. And he said when they'd come down and play like, you know, a couple of NCAA schools in exhibition, they would just wax them because like skill wise and development wise, everybody that was playing in the CHL is just so far ahead of kids here. So, yeah, yeah. And, and they're significantly older too, right? Like, so that's why it's such a competitive league. Like in CIS hockey, you get five years of eligibility, but everyone is going there after their 20 year old year of school. So it's like, we had guys who went to school as a 21 year old freshman, and then they did their MBA. They're 26 years old their last year, you know, like they're, they're grown men. They're pretty good. Like they played five years in the O like, I remember our captain, Mark Rancourt, he, 
scored 80 points a year in the OHL, was never an NHL pick, went to CIS and really smart guy, got his MBA, really successful businessman now. But like my rookie year was his fifth year in school. And he just like, I think he put up 55 points in 28 games. Like it was <laughs> pretty tough. <league. laughs> Glad he was on our team. <laughs> That's yeah. gross. Um, I mean, outside of that, I wanted to touch on, you know, you had two international experiences, one where you were playing in the, the, uh, the British elite or the EIHL and then the Italian league too. What was it like going overseas over there? And did you, I mean, I've heard this from Berkey when guys go to play in that EIHL, they're offered like a grad school package. Did that ever come up for you? No, I was too young. I think the grad school packages are usually for older guys. So the, the, I, I was like, I think that was my second year pro. Um, I loved it though. I, I loved Europe. Um, going over there is just a great experience for life. I, I would have kept playing if I could, um, a couple more years, but you know, things just don't always work out. You get hurt and then you don't always get, you know, the offer you want and you got to kind of make decisions and stuff like that. But, um, a lot of guys in the British league do get the NBA offer as they get older. And, uh, it's actually an awesome thing. Of course, you know, there's plenty of guys who you don't always hear about it. Hockey's such a big, crazy world. Like, we had guys on our team that played like two or three years in the national hockey league. You know, there's guys mm -hmm. in the NHL you don't hear of. It's like they're a healthy scratch. Every other game of the show, they play 30, 40 games. And then all of a sudden they're out of the league. They go over to the DEL, they go to the KHL. And then the thing was they played major juniors. So of course they didn't, you know, go to college, right. They got an NHL contract at 19. They played, you know, for an NHL organization for a couple of years. And then they're 35 years old. Those are guys who they can actually get their MBA as like a mature student. So they don't have an undergrad and then they get the MBA. So that's actually a lot of the guys that get that, that offer. Um, so, so it's interesting. So that, that's like over in, in Europe that the, the schooling is through. So then, I mean, I don't know too much about like European systems, but isn't it like a, it's all two year colleges over there too. I've heard of that. The two year MBA. I think, I think that's a thing here too. Like some MBA programs are two year or one year, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that goes on. I, I didn't do it firsthand. So I don't know exactly the system, yeah. but um yeah, that, that actually makes sense that they did like a two-year MBA. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, though. And you get to go to like one of those special, you know, UK universities yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty it's play hockey. It's pretty good. Pretty good yeah. deal, right? What about Italy, though? Sick? It's incredible. It's everything you, you'd want it to be. Um, I would walk to the rink every day through this, like, you know, the brick paved roads. And like, they give you a car in an apartment right downtown. And I would walk them out of the rink. We'd practice at 11 a.m. And then, uh, you know, a, a bottle of wine is three euro. A pizza is like two euro. And like that, you just had wine and pizza and pasta every day. And like the only the, the schedule is incredible. We played like religiously Thursday and Saturday all year long. And <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, the only reason I didn't go back was our owner bankrupt the team. Uh, cause he had like gambling, like typical, like minor, you know, the minor leagues, you never yeah. hear, sorry, they bankrupt the team. He had gambling debts. Um, so that's the only reason, like I kind of retired my team, my team folded. They were never allowed in the league, league again because of our owner. And then he owed everybody money. Um, it was really funny in playoffs. So like there was stuff going on all year. Like one time the electricity got shut off at the rink, the gas <laughs> got shut off. And then, uh, he wasn't paying the bus company. But for some reason, the bus company let us keep using the bus because I don't know. It's one of those situations like, well, if you keep letting us use the bus, I promise I'll pay you later. Yeah, but I'll get you. I'll get you. Yeah. But what was happening? You know how like stuff goes on in life and you're just like, that's weird, but whatever. And you just, you know, <laughs> move on. So every time in the second half of the season, we, you know, we had a seven hour bus ride. The bus ride would show up 10 minutes in. We'd go fill the bus up with gas and we're all like don't you usually like fill it up before you pick us up like this, you know, like that doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden we realized our assistant coach was always getting off the bus and using the credit card to buy the gas. Cause like gas in a bus is probably like 500 bucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the thing was though, they were like, you can't use the bus unless you pay for the gas. Cause we're not paying for the gas anymore. So basically that's how bad things were. This guy hadn't paid anybody. The only way they could get us meals and put gas in the bus was to use the team credit card. Jesus. Yeah. Just put so. the guy more in the hole. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they, they weren't going to pay the credit card bill. That's for sure. Yeah. No. So where, where, where was that though in Italy? Like, were you in a cool, cool spot? Yeah. Or- so we were the only team on, uh, I guess you'd call it the West side. We were right near France. So it was called Val Police. So um, the city was called Torre Police. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I love my teammates. Uh, we actually had like a decent, even though we were like the bad news bear, bears, like equipment problem, bus problem, you know, all this stuff, but we made playoffs and we, we played really good. And I don't know, it was, it was a fun time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, uh, I don't know, that's probably the top league in Italy then. How, how did that compare to like uh, England? Yeah. So um I think it's changed now, but when I was there, so everything's different now. The the whole Italian, it used to be called the A-League in Italy. That league is gone. All the top teams are now part of the Austrian Alps League. So it's like everything is totally restructured. But basically, um, I'd say the leagues were very comparable. When you go to Europe, though, your top two lines are very good, especially in Italy, because Italian passports are kind of like, it sounds like, I don't know, easy to come by. Um, especially for like those Toronto Italian kids, like, you know, the amount of Italian hockey players in Toronto is like out of control. Um, so anyways, you would have like imports that weren't really imports. There were kids that, you know, they grew up playing for the Toronto junior Canadians played in the OHL played in the national hockey. They, they would have an Italian passport. Um, Yeah. So, um, I'd say the top two lines in Italy were like really good. You would go down teams rosters, especially some of the better, like big money clubs, a lot of these guys had, you know, whatever, 10, 50, 100 games in the NHL, three or 400 American oh, wow. games. And then, didn't, yeah. Didn't you technically have your Irish passport? Exactly. All you so guys was, did, didn't you? Yeah. So my dad had his, so we were able to get our Irish passport. So what that meant for me was I was still an import player, but they didn't have to get me a work permit because I was part of the EU. Hmm. So getting, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a slight convenience, which is like, I don't know what a visa costs, like a work visa. But if I was just an American kid going over to Italy to play on the team, they'd have to get me a work visa, which was probably somewhere between one and $5,000 yeah. because I had my Irish passport. They're like, Oh, <laughs> fly over here. You're on the team. Yeah. <laughs> you show up. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to your question, the top two lines in Italy were outstanding. The bottom two were pretty rough. Um, you Just get, the local lo- local pizza makers. Yeah, no, honestly, you get like the local, like, you know, some of them were better than others. Like we had an, a local Italian kid that was on our top two lines that could play. But then, you know, our third line would maybe get seven or eight shifts a game. Fourth line, like, you know, one shift. Right? Yeah. yeah. But they're providing the post game meals. So yeah. yeah have exactly. the team. <laughs> That's why they would skip out on the third period to go get the meal ready. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just take your stuff off, shower up, and uh, yeah. get those you chances guys, rolling. Guys st- yeah, you guys stay in here after the Zamboni cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's awesome, Neil. I appreciate the insight. Uh, I wanted to talk more because, I, I mean, I've been using it. You've been sending it to us. You've been helping us all out. The easy crease. Where did that, like, idea come from? Because it's something I think, like, when I was a kid, I would have killed for this. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I get, I get asked that question all the time and you know, it is something I'm really passionate about. Hockey and goaltending is my whole life, especially like youth hockey development. And when I retired, um, you know, you just got to go to your whatever USA hockey certification course. Yeah. So I was, I don't know, 28, 29. And I was, had a lot of experience in hockey played goalie since six years old at every level. And uh, you know, you're doing your level one and you know, of course, part of the seminar is what can you do for your goalies? And they're like, well, the best thing to do is give them a crease. And they're like, you know, you just take a lay hockey lace, tape it to a marker, tape it to a carabiner and hook it. And like my jaw dropped. I was like, I have played this position for over 20 years. And I'm like, I have never seen that done. Never had anybody do that for me or even had anybody think of it. And, you know, just as part of like my coaching, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that all the time. I'm like, it's the simplest kind of like dumbest thing, but you know, and I was like, of all things, I'm like, dude, just give the kid a, I was just like convinced on the idea. So for probably two years at, at, at my goalie school, at every practice, I had like in my puck bucket, hockey laces with the, you know, Magnum Sharpie, yeah. ta- you know, t- hockey tape to a carabiner. And I was using them all the time. 
And then, you know, there's problems with it, which is like, you know, they break the, the lace in the puck bucket gets soaking wet and you go to unwind it. And it's like, just gross, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the marker kind of was brutal. And so I just like in my head was like, is there a product for this? Of course I searched around and there wasn't. And then I, and you know, I, I do have a bit of a, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit where I was like, well, you know what? I, like, I'm just going to make a product. Yeah. And I just started sourcing the different elements. I started like, you know, you, like anything, you always like have little ideas and you're trying to figure it out. And, you know, it probably took me six to 12 months before I finally was like, all right, I got a product and I ordered a couple thousand units and then, you know, got social media going, got a website and just started selling them, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, the other thing though, too, like you talked about with the old one, like you use the fat Sharpie, right? The Magnum Sharpie. But yeah. the problem was you like if you don't do it right and the ice is a little bit wet and then a kid immediately jumps into it, like your whole pads turn black and it just stains you. And, you know, like, as you know, now being a, one of our dealers, like getting pads that are a thousand dollars and then they're just covered in red Sharpie, blue Sharpie, whatever kind of shit that your goalie <laughs> coach is putting on the crease. The parents come off and they're a little bit fucking pissed. I paid two hundred dollars yeah. for the lesson. My shit's stained that, you know, the kid doesn't wear blue like. So, yeah. uh, to have the washable marker that like, I, I've never even have it come off on a kid. Yeah. So, like, I love that. Yeah. Well, I got, um, so I'm in my basement and this is also known, like, it's just a joke between me the and my factory. Wife. This is the easy <laughs> crease factory. Yeah. Um, so hold on. So, you know, of course I've got products all over. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of show you guys you know, the whole setup here. Um, but yeah, on the marker at first, so we have two different markers, right? We have a basic black marker, which is just like, you know, a normal, yeah. it is just a basic permanent marker. Now it can get on your pads. This is like, I kind of call it a light black because it works good on bad ice. And then it also like, of course, black blends in with puck marks. So yep. You know, some goalies are really concerned about it. Others aren't. And then if you are on bad ice, it, it really doesn't ever get on the pads. Yeah. But this was a big part of the project was figuring out like a marker. Because people said that right away. They're like, oh, I don't want it to get on my pads. Anybody who's like an artist would know what a chalk marker is. Anyways, in the world of markers, it's like anything. All of a sudden you start researching stuff and it's like this whole another world. I figured out washable ink. And so we make this ink ourselves, like oh, nowhere. Really? Yeah. You can't buy gray ink anywhere. We oh. have to make it. Um, yeah, I know. And so I fill So when you get these, I hand fill these <laughs> myself. Um, With love from Cleveland, Ohio, yeah, baby. That's right. Yeah. Manufacturing <laughs> city. Anyways, this valve tip, you know, Ev, I know you know how it goes, but just yeah. for people like once you start pressing this, you can start to see the ink, you know, comes all the way through. And, and then you, of course, uh, can draw, but you're right. Ev. like soaking wet ice, this mark works. And then even if the ice is completely soaked, if you get this on your pads, it's a hundred percent washable ink. So it's like, you could draw on your pads. It'll come off with water. Um, and yeah. And then we have two easy creases. We have the red one. So if you ever get a red easy crease, I don't know why, like my own employees don't know this sometimes when I'm running goalie camps, the red one, is for little nets, like for yeah. little kid ADM nets. Yep. Because it's a shorter net. So if you have the same length crease, your crease is like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it'll be challenging. <laughs> it'll it'll <laughs> really work out as challenging though. Yeah, it's right. Depth. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. want you to get aggressive out there, getting get your AB depth. Yeah. Yeah. This is your breakaway depth. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have the traditional one. So, you know, I have to put on all the little rubber pieces because these come from different companies. Oh, wow. You're, so you're I, really the factory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So these are all manufactured in the USA. Um, I make my wife do a lot of them. She doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to um, talk about blue collar grit, though? Like, this is fucking it. This is it, man. Five in the morning. I'm up. Just this is, out this easy is so Ohio. It's not even funny. Right? This it's is just, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Same here's cloth. Your, here's your easy crease. You put the marker in there. And then, you know, I, I know you guys all get it because you guys know. But, yeah, this is the, the cord's the exact length uh, to the crossbar for a regulation crease. And then just slap it down anywhere. You know, yeah. um, it's great, actually. Uh you know, working with Youngstown this year, our goalies love it. Like we do tons of small area games, which is a ton of fun. 
but every single drill I'm out there slapping them down and it's, you know, it's great. Right. It's a lot. It makes, it just makes it fun. And then when I was there and you guys were still rolling with three goalies, you had uh, Fowler, Wynn, and then uh, what's his name? Yeah, Ash, Waylon, yep. Ash, Asher. Um, to get three guys rolling and doing your skating warm-up where they're not sitting there watching, the other two guys are watching and you're waiting to get in, I think is super helpful. Um, my only discrepancy with the product though, Neil, and this is something you can't fix, is uh, every time I go to do it and the kid gets in the net to get like, ready for the drill and i say hey you got to move and they just fucking stand i'm like what do you like i do this every time i do yeah. this every practice i've done this all season and you stand there with your head in the way like you got to move and then when they oh move, you got to get it up. while you're making it oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh <laughs> and i then they step behind things. me while i'm going and it's like you guys these kids you know the crew the, the obviously it's at the crossbar i have plenty of kids just skate right into the cord you know like, <laughs> every time <laughs> Every time. Oh, close yeah. line. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Close line. Some little kids are smart where they actually like, you know, they, they're so little, they jump into the net. Yeah. While you slap it down. But yeah, I know there's plenty of kids who don't pay attention. Right. Yeah. So maybe I've, you could I've, put I've a thought... bell on there or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Jingle. Yeah. I thought you were going to say your back hurts too much every time you bend down to do it. And I was yeah, like, that's, oh. that's just my old age and my yeah. weight. So <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not a product issue. That's yeah. a personal issue. Um, <laughs> The other thing, I mean, I, I know there's some stuff that's, we got some classified, you know, projects going on, but you talked about like the metal buckles, like you, the stuff that you're just finding and, you know, like picking up on Neil is, I just think it's very interesting. So it's, it's not really a question, but congrats. It's pretty yeah. cool. Thanks. No, I mean, you know, uh, there's just, I don't know, cool ways to, uh, kind of make the position better. Right. And help goalies. And, um, you know, we're working on a peg, um, there's obviously a couple pegs already out there, but there's, you know, they're not perfect. Right. And I just want to make uh, the goaltending experience better for kids. Um, Cause I think that's like a, a really unfortunate part of the position. And I think a lot of people agree with this is that like in youth hockey, the goalies don't get a lot of attention and you're just kind of like the forgotten kid out there. And then, you know, it's like so brutal. I've seen it so many times. There's like one of those in the corner battle drills, right. Where they like go two on two and the nets like facing backwards and I see so many coaches. It's not that the pegs are bad. They won't put the pegs in. No. And I get it. It is work. It's annoying. You got to take your gloves off. You got to lift up the net. It's heavy. And then you got to, you know, you got to do it. The, so many coaches don't even put the pegs in. And the kid's trying to go RVH on his post. And this is like in tight battle drill. And the net's like just, and it's like, yeah, it's just it not literally fun. takes 15 seconds. If that you're right. But it's like, it's work and they, you know, people just don't want to do it. And there's all anyways. So that, that'll be a, uh, a solution we're trying to, to help with to, you know, basically keep the pegs in the net all the time. And just so kids always have the pegs. Cause like, it makes me so mad when I see little kids trying to do like a proper drill and then they don't even have pegs in the net and the net's just all over. And they, you know, you can't practice. It's just annoying. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that, and like, <clears throat> I got a lot of things to say about the, the coaching certifications and your level twos and like everything's got to be game, you know, game ready or game like experience for all players. But what we're fucking talking about for goaltending, if a kid's doing a battle drill, let's call it, it's an in tight scenario for the goalie and the puck goes low and then you go slide in your post and then it comes off and then he's got to readjust. Like he can't, you, you play it half ass because you don't want to bump the net off and you want to just keep things going. So do you think your goalie's like going all out? Do you think he's properly trying? No, no chance. No, absolutely not. There's no chance you're giving it a proper effort because you're just completely concerned about the post. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just not fun, you know, and it's just one more element of the position that I think everybody knows there's, there's a worldwide or maybe not worldwide American goalie shortage. Oh, yeah. um, and the reason is because, Hey, like all these little things add up, it would just be like, Hey, why don't we, uh, everybody practice, but you got to uh, turn your stick upside down the entire time. Yeah. It's like, no, this isn't just like a defensive drill where you, the players turn their sticks up down. On. It's like, no, you just have to play like that. It'd be like, no, it's really frustrating. It's really annoying. It's the same thing for a goalie. Like, yeah, let's just play without the pegs and no crease the whole time. And I'll just shut up and be figure it out. Player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Right. Like that's like the, you know, goalie motto for their entire career. <laughs> yeah. Just stop the puck. It's easy. Yeah. Um, I do have a stupid question now that we're on the topic of this. How do you guys put the stupid questions? Perfect. Um, how do you guys put the net on? Do you lift and throw the peg up and then drop the net or do you hammer the peg into the ice? Uh, we use those blue ones, which are pretty good, but I lift it up, slide it, drop it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask too, like in, in well, if you stab like, those blue ones, that's what makes them bad. Yeah. Isn't it? The, if you lift it up and drop though, it, right? that's when it's good. Sorry, Kyle, you were saying something there. I was going to say that I, I in, in game situations, that's on the refs to do, right? Whether it's youth hockey, adult hockey, like that's the refs responsibility. Yeah. 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 yeah um, that is the refs responsibility. To Moisey's point, though, yeah, you you have to lift it and then drop it in. But the problem with the the blue ones are okay, but they they do they do rip the ice pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's like as soon as the ice is ripped, what's the point of having a peg? Yeah. You, put so the, you, you put the other ones back in. What are you using in Youngstown now? Then we use those blue ones in practice. Ones. And so they have the game ones. They have like NHL, you know, the drill, yeah. but only for games, right? The reason I asked that question though is I've seen other goalies or goalie coaches where they get on their knees and they pound the thing into the ice and i think it just looks that's that's a bad look it's like wearing jeans on the ice yeah yeah no you, yeah. you don't do that <laughs> it's a big well no-no. even the normal metal ones i think it's better just to drop them because when you start pounding it makes the hole bigger and then there's yeah. play and it you just the, lose the it metal quicker. ones are the they're not even worth using like it comes off anytime you even bump into a post yeah so i don't know man yeah. no, um Neeler. Uh, I want to talk about the experience in Youngstown now because this is a little different. You have been NCAA before, but I think being in the USHL and having the two kids that you do right now, Colin Wynn and Jacob Fowler, um, it's a very, very interesting. And it's a very, very uh, – there's a lot of talent there and there's a lot of upside for both those guys, which is very, very exciting. But the one thing that I thought was super cool when I came to Youngstown, and this is something that I've seen out of like guys like Jared Wyman, is uh, – when I was in the room talking to gear, you came in and had a quick like five, 10 minute meeting when you laid out the practice. Like, this is how our goalie skate's going to go. Be ready to go be on the ice at X, Y, Z time. And these are all the drills we're going to do. Start with this, this, and this, and then we're going to work on these scenarios to help you guys get ready for this week. Um, so to see you doing that, I mean, just from my out, you know, from the outsider perspective was pretty cool, but what's it like being around, you know, Fowler who's on, you know, a central scouting list who went to the, uh, the uh, bio steel game just a couple weeks ago and being along for that ride. It, it, it's been awesome. Um, I, I'm uh, really excited for the rest of the season. And, you know, anytime you start somewhere new, you never know how all the personalities will mesh and how people really are. But uh, Jacob Fowler and Colin Wynn have an incredible amount of passion and uh, work ethic for the position, which just, it makes my job, you know, uh, incredibly easy to just show up and have energy and be excited to get better and, um, just embrace every week for what it is. Like they, they love coming to the rink. They love doing their goalie work. They love getting like extra, extra work in. And like, they always want to do video. They always want to, you know, think about the extra details of their game. Um, so it's been awesome. And, uh, I, I'm pretty excited for both of their future. Obviously Fowler's on central scouting, and I'm kind of surprised Colin Wynn is not either. I think he's like fourth in the league and uh, goals against or something. Um, so hopefully maybe by the end of the year, he'll get on there. But, you know, Winner has quietly had an outstanding season. And then, you know, what do you say about Fowler? He was incredible last year. And I think he might be, I don't know, fifth or sixth in save percentage. But he's also got four shutouts and he's had a lot of huge, uh, huge games this year. Not to mention, you know, the BioSteel game. He played great. Um so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a great, uh, great start and, uh, you know, looking forward to the second half, uh, the season here. I didn't even realize Colin Wynn is 18. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's an 04. Yeah. So he's actually older than Fowler's by like five months or something. Cause oh, Fowler's a late no 04. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah. well, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he has had a bit of a year, so you never know, maybe that, uh, that pops on, but I know and you might know too, uh, the central scouting list has a lot to do with uh, height, um, size, yeah. frame, and how a guy's doing at that particular point in the year, which is tough. Yeah. And the thing to remember too is like, you know, <laughs> the people who, you know, pick the players are the teams, and the teams do not like each individual NHL club does not care or look at central scouting. Yeah. The central scouting staff is just an independent staff by the NHL, but you know, each NHL team, like they have guys like there, there's a goalie ranked so low by central scouting that I know a team is like, Oh, we might take him third round. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, so here, you know, it's just the way it works. So well, it, even it, like you have both of them going the college route anyways. So like, you know, they have time to develop and, and make it a different path. It doesn't happen. No one's getting drafted at 18 and going in the next year as a goalie anymore. So. 
not at all. You know, hundred percent. So there's a, there's a long time there. And of course, everybody loves the college free agent route too. Right. So, Oh yeah. Do, uh, I mean, I've been talking to winner and Fowler a lot, but do either of those guys have funny quirks that you're like, wow, this is, this is interesting. You know what? They're not, they're not too bad. Um, you know, as a coach, you don't see as much as you would as a teammate. Yeah. So, um, I don't know all the little things, but I'd say they're, you know, for goalies, they're pretty low stress. Um, they're not like overly superstitious or like freaking out about like, (laughs) we got to do this the day before. Like, you know, they're just, you know, they're like, yeah, let's do work, get better. And, you know, sometimes, uh, the coach has gone like, you know, a different, uh, like one guy will start one game and the coach changes the rotation all the time and it doesn't seem to phase either of them, which is great. You know, that's good. I'm sure Moisey's played with some high stress goalies where, you know, certain things change and they just completely, you know, collapse. And uh, I've seen that a lot, but they're not, they're not like that. So it's good. No, I can, t- I can tell you in college. I, well, and he, he never collapsed. I mean, he was lights out, but Ro- Romeo, I played with in college, man, that guy, his phone would be off exactly 24 hours before the game. Wouldn't talk to anyone. Like he was so dialed and I'm mean, like in the games too, just so dialed. And even, you know, him, but Willie, uh, Charles Williams, like he yeah. was the same way where he like in games, he, he doesn't even know you're there. Like he's so dialed. <laughs> and again, he doesn't collapse like that, but like, I couldn't, I was not like, I don't know when I played, I was never really like that. Like I was always just another one of the guys fucking around, but yeah. 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 yeah before Moiser's games in Wichita falls, he'd be texting me, Hey, you know, combine another Easton, uh, Easton shaft with a Vaughn stick. So if you could get some sticks down here uh, by Monday, that'd be great. We're going into a three and three. So I'll talk to yeah, you later. I'm, I'm literally playing with the Easton shaft on the end of my, uh, on the end of my stick tonight. So <laughs> make it happen. Um, no, that's, I mean, that those two kids are great. And it's, uh, I think it's an exciting spot for you to be a part of and be in. And, uh, especially with the, the tramp park getting the updates, um, I don't, I don't know if you'd been in there before, but those locker rooms were a little different. Like Gooder will tell you, like yeah. it was in rough shape. So it's exciting to see where, uh, where wide town's at right now. And, uh, what was that planet ice? Mm, oh, the deep freeze, the deep freeze. I don't know if I've been to that one. Yeah. It's a trampoline park on the other half. It's pretty interesting. One side, one side's a rink, the other side's a trampoline park, but yeah, they did invest a ton in our, our gym and our locker rooms. It's pretty awesome now, but, um, yeah, with the trampoline park on the other side of the rink, it's kind of different um Naylor, the last question i had for you and this is kind of a shitty spot to put you in because it's like it's a general question but based on what you're dealing with with some of your youth kids now like i got a couple kids that i deal with and um things change throughout the year but do you have any advice based on what you're currently dealing with with some of your youth goalies maybe any issues they're having confidence consistency showing up for games that you're trying to drill home and something you could talk about real quick yeah, I think um, the thing I've been really big on is, you know, there's so much technical information out there and it's like a lot of fields of life where it's like, yeah, like technically that is correct, but it doesn't always produce better results. And I, I've really been honing in on kids that like, you've just got to be a competitor and you've got to love competing and like what that means. Like, you know, you watch the NHL, like actually very few guys are like robots out there. Like there's a lot of guys that play different styles and they're kind of, but it's like, they're all incredible competitors and they hate getting scored on. And I just think that that is an element of the game that can't be forgotten that you got to be a competitor and you got to be an athlete. Like I think in hockey, sometimes people treat it like football where it's like in the NFL, it's like, there's all these plays and there's all these technical answers, you know, about that. And it's like, hockey's not like that. Hockey's way more dynamic. The game is so mental and emotional. And um, I just think that, you know, kids have to embrace, like just be a competitor and keep that thing out of the net. Yeah. And I think uh, the thing that you're kind of alluding to or that we've talked about here numerous times on the pod is there's so much goalie coaching and there's so much, you know, I'm going to put you in a box. This is how you got to do it. This scenario is where you got to be. This is exactly the same every time this is what you got to be doing and kids are losing that little element to like being athletic and just kind of you know just stop the do anything you can to stop the puck don't be hoshik but like have some creativity and have some athleticism athleticism to it right mm-hmm. so 100 um i don't want to keep you i know you probably got six lessons tonight do you got anything else you want to plug talk about or things that people need to check out and be on the lookout for 
No, I don't, I don't think so. Give us a follow uh, at Easy Crease or at Conway Goaltending. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to be you know putting out a lot of great videos on Easy Crease and just trying to make the position uh, better for everybody. If you're a listener and you're a goalie or you're coaching kids and you don't have Easy Crease, you don't know what you're missing out on yet, you got to check it out. Where can they find that right now? It's on the website? Yep, easycrease.com. Uh, we are updating our Amazon store shortly, so it will be on Amazon Prime but easycrease.com is the uh, best place for it. So can I get my next box air dropped in on a drone from Amazon at the rink? <laughs> no, no, no airdrop drones, but uh, I got a package right here. I can send to oh. you. Here, so perfect. Uh, yeah. We're freshen you guys up. Fire us up. All right. Thanks, Neeler. And uh, we appreciate the time, buddy. Good luck with the rest of the year with Youngstown and Gilmore and everybody. And if you need anything, let me know. All right. Thanks a lot, boys. Good seeing everybody. Thanks, sir. See you, fellas. See you, Moister. Thanks, Neiler. I'll see you around, brother. Later, bud.